Welcome to the Ryan Spelds Podcast, where we talk about small local business marketing and how to make it effective. Let's get to it. Uh, podcast Startup Stories. I'm here with Anna Brevard, good friend of mine. We met through business and um, it's like six and a half years now. Yeah, <laughs> it really has been. Pretty crazy. <laughs> I have watched her build her business. Um, we've you know, grown businesses together in the same community. We're both in North Ogden. We have, uh, you know, totally different businesses, but it's been fun to watch you grow. And uh, she's done much better than me, which is... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I've loved watching you grow as well. Yeah. It's been really neat to see. It's been fun. So so we're going to dive in and talk. Um, why don't you start with just um, what your company is and and what you primarily do, and, and then we'll go from there. Perfect. So I'm Anna Brevard, and I own Advanced Electrolysis and MedSpa, located in North Ogden, Utah. And we are a complete service MedSpa, ranging from permanent hair removal to um, high-end facials and then vaginal rejuvenation to everything done with laser to injections. So cool. awesome. everything cosmetic. Yeah, very nice. And you got a beautiful spot, and probably growing out of it now. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> um, so let's let's start at the beginning. Um, I, I think, you know, when I first met you, you were you had a basement um, treatment center at your house. Mm-hmm. So, but I want to go before that, kind of okay. what motivated, because you started in uh, hair removal with uh, electrolysis. And so what, what started and how it grew, because... You know, starting in your basement in uh, a room is a totally different thing than what you have now. It's a, a much different, much yes. bigger business. So start from that the is. beginning. You bet. So for me, um, I have PCOS. So it's a disorder that my pastime with my body is to grow hair. And I had severe self-consciousness with it. And so I actually searched for permanent hair removal, which was electrolysis. So when I moved to Utah and um, I had to find another electrologist because we're military, so we went all over, had to find a new one every place I went to. And and the lady here in North Ogden that I found, she said, you're going to be my very last client because I'm retiring. Hmm. So I'm like, all right, perfect. But as time went on, she was needing to medically retire. And it happened around that same time that the company that I was working for for about 13 years um, decided to do a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Mm. And I was trying to decide, do I go for my master's? Um, what do I going to do? Because I love working from home. I, was, I worked at home so I could take care of my kiddos. Yeah. And, um, and that's when I toyed around with that thought of, why don't I become an electrologist and buy her business? Because I, I understand what it's like to have facial hair and be horribly embarrassed by it. Um, But also, I'm a little OCD, (laughs) which helps quite a bit. Um, And I have a steady hand, and I love people. I love helping people. So I went to school, bought her business, and it was out of my home. But within just, I would say, about two to three months, I started to see the need. Of course, I always knew the need was there but I really saw where it could go. And so I grew very quickly. In six months, I was on a wait list with just myself, so I brought in another electrologist. Mm. And then very shortly thereafter, I was on a wait list again, and oh. I was trying to find additional electrologists. And it wasn't just any electrologists. I wanted ones that were highly skilled. 
And so um, they would go to school, and then I would do additional training with them as well. Um, and then that's when I ran out of space out of my basement. <laughs> and so here it so comes. you had several rooms in your basement? That you were... Well, we just worked out of one, and I used every day of the week, gotcha. 9 to 9. Gotcha. Well, for me, like 9 to midnight. Yeah. <laughs> 9 in the morning till whenever I stopped. And yeah. so... Business owner's dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I always say entrepreneur is the only person willing to give up working 40 hours a week in order to work 80. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> for some crazy reason. Some crazy reason, yeah. <laughs> so, cool. So then, I remember when you moved. You yes. went into your current building. Um, you built that out, and it's beautiful. Um, and how many rooms do you have there? We have four treatment rooms. Four treatment rooms. Okay, and then how many... So, maybe before we go into company size, let's talk about you transitioned at some point and said, okay, I'm going to become a day spa. And then you transitioned again and said, now we're going to be a med spa. So maybe talk about those. Okay. Um, first, of course, it was advanced or it was electrolysis. So the only form of permanent hair removal. But I saw the need for high quality laser hair removal treatments. And that's because I was sending my people out for what I thought would be a better treatment for them. I would send them to other places. But they would come back spending thousands of dollars and not getting the treatments they paid for. Mm -hmm. Because it requires very, to do it properly, high training, mm -hmm. um, good, good equipment, and the desire to do it ethically right. And gotcha. it was hard to find that. So that's when I brought on laser gotcha. um, hair removal. And then the other thing that was happening is I... I have high standards. My husband likes to call me princess. <laughs> so um, when um, my clients were noticing or knew that about myself as well, that I just don't bring anybody on. I make sure they are very highly trained, but also very good at what they do. Yeah. And so they asked me, we want a one-stop shop. A one-stop shop for all the different treatments they go elsewhere for. Cause, and I found the same thing when I moved to Utah. I struggled finding one place to get a facial, one place to get hair removal, one place to do this and that, because um, you want to get the best you can right. with what you're spending. And they would have to jump around to different places. So they asked me, knowing that I would do it right, because I have a problem, um, <laughs> a good problem, but to bring it, it... Are you so OCD, you spell it CDO? Uh, almost. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's when I searched out for, or searched what treatments is needed in our area. Okay. And brought them in. Because first of all, I want to make sure they are needed. It's not just what I want yeah. or what one client wants, but to fill the need in the area. Yeah. And then finding the right people. So sometimes when I was growing, it was slow. Because I research everything out way too much, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to make sure I bring it on and I do it right. Because there's so many ways to do, to solve one problem. Yeah. And so, and that's how it grew. And so I started adding, you know, I did injections because um, I actually had someone reach out to me. And boy, is she good. She's amazing. Awesome. And so um, I brought her on, did the hair removal, brought in facials, and then I saw additional needs. And I brought more body contouring, non-surgical answers for certain treatments. Yeah. So. Cool. So wh why would someone want want like laser instead of advanced electrolysis why what's the difference with you know? laser and electrolysis yeah because the laser is question totally permanent right so. no it's not and with hair growth most people don't know this um there's two parts that grow a hair 
So you have the root, and that's what feeds it, makes it nice and thick and beautiful that we all hate. Well, some of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I could use a little more of that. <laughs> I know. You need to push it up a little bit. Um, but there's also what's in the side wall of a hair follicle, and that is what will turn on a hair. Um, that it, so if a hair's dormant and you have a hormonal change or a physical change that happens to the skin, it turns it right back on. Okay. So with laser, um, it is effective for a reduction temporarily because it cauterizes that blood vessel. Because you have to have a dark hair, has to be dark, can't be light, white, red, because the heat from the energy of the laser gets absorbed into that hair. And when it is attached to the blood vessel, it cauterizes it, puts okay. it in a dormant state. It cannot kill those stem cells because they're in the sidewall, because mm -hmm. there's no color to them. So with electrolysis, we go into each individual hair follicle, Hence, the OCD is very helpful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually destroy both parts. Okay. Both parts of the stem cells, germ cells. Okay. So. So if somebody wanted temporary hair removal, then they would do laser, but as soon as they're wanting it gone forever. Yeah, and we do a lot of combinations. Now, electrolysis is awesome. However, it is a marathon. Yeah. And for some people, they don't have the patience or that desire. So... We go, okay, you want to work on a large area like your legs, then let's go laser first and let's hit the laser. And as the hair starts to trickle back over the years, let's go ahead and do electrolysis because it's going to speed up the process. The hair that comes back is lighter, softer. So it's not, it's a mile, not a marathon. Okay. So speaking of OCD, you were having a problem <laughs> getting employees. Yes. Getting enough electrologists and I don't know if you're teaching anything else, but so you thought, well, I'm going to just start my own school. So tell us about <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> yep. So um, it got to the point where I really struggled trying to find an electrologist. I would um, send some to school or not send, I wouldn't personally, but I would find those that were going to school and then I would do additional training. And sometimes with their schooling, it hindered the training mm -hmm. process and, or they're not willing to um, gain that extra knowledge Sure. because um, they think they paid for it. Right. And They're so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which you would hope so if you're getting an education. And, and me and another electrologist, a dear, dear friend of mine, she and I both were facing the same problem. We have multi-electrologist clinics and we could not get good electrologists, skilled mm. electrologists. So that's when we started school during COVID. I call it uh, my forced vacation during COVID <laughs> from <laughs> treatments. And I called her up and I'm like, it's time. It was in April of 2020 when we were shut down. And I just said, we need to start the school. Yeah. And that's when it was born. Um, it takes a couple years to get things going um, just with all the different fun things that sure. the government requires, which is very important. But in January of 2021, is when we opened our doors to take students. So we just nice. celebrated our first anniversary and had our actual, our, our last graduation was just this past Wednesday. So That's awesome. How many students have you had come through? Um, with electrolysis, it is very small classes. It's yeah. not like aesthetics or cosmetology because it is so hands-on. Um, and this last class, we had seven. That was the most. We've had two. We've had three. So it's those ranges there. Cool. That's awesome. Okay, so let's talk um, business. How long have you been in business? Since 2014. It was 2014. like May 6th, 2014. Wow. <laughs> and uh, how much revenue do you do? So I have increased every year. 
Um, and this past, for 2022, it, forgive my numbers, it's not going to be exact, but about 750000 Cool. And then how many employees do you have? I have 12. 12 employees. And so talk about motivation. Obviously, you and I both know what it's like to run a business. It's yes. a little bit painful at times, but also rewarding. So what motivated you and what motivates you day by day? Because you continue to do more. You continue to take on more business. You continue to want more. And, you know, you start a hair school. Like, there's got to be, I, I know it's part <clears throat> insanity because I have the same insanity, but what is it? Like, <laughs> what's the motivation? Helping people. I really love to serve, and man, do I love my employees. I want to make them become better. Now, I can't make them become better, but I want to give them the opportunities to grow. Yeah. And I want to serve our community That's and awesome. offer good quality treatments yeah. um, with the best possible equipment and materials that are out there. That's awesome. So, I, I mean, just... From my standpoint, watching from the outside in, you know, I, our conversations oftentimes have told me how you will serve under underserved populations. You know what I mean? People who maybe feel like and maybe sometimes are on the outskirts of society and you bring them in and you're like, no, you're welcome here. And I think that's a super powerful A trait and B service that you're offering, you know, just being able to say, hey, we're here to serve everybody. And um, I think that's awesome. And then also just my, my daughter worked for you, you know, for a little <laughs> yes. while. And I remember she was like, it's so clean, Dad. We clean all the time. <laughs> and I was like, you know, if I was at a, you know, if, if I was utilizing services like that, I would want a place that was clean. Mm-hmm. It's a very personal, very, you know, um, and and the parts of the body that you tend to treat, it's a very, you know, unique situation that you're in and have people in. And so I just feel like, you know, you are the right kind of person to run (laughs) something like this because you just have that attention to detail that's so, you know, focused and tremendous. So I I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's one of those, excuse me, funny things that I think it's funny, but also like, huh? Um, (laughs) That when everyone came out with 2020 and you have, oh, this is the new standard of cleaning. I'm like, that should have been from day one. (laughs) That should not be anything new. (laughs) You didn't have to change anything for COVID. No, I really didn't because that's really how it should be. (laughs) So, but, you know, and that's okay. That's just my standard. I want to make sure everything's clean and appropriate. And the environment was very, very important for me. Like I said, I love people. And... One thing I, like my mission, my motto, whatever you want to call it, is that everyone deserves to feel beautiful. And and really, we all have our own sense of beauty, yeah. you know, and it doesn't matter. And I believe we're all the same. We may have different viewpoints or beliefs, but we are all the same. And in my, and the Met Spa, I just want to make sure everyone feels loved because in this world, it is rough. Yeah, It is rough. And when you walk through those doors, through those doors, you really should just be able to take a deep breath and know you're cared for. It doesn't matter what I think or believe, because yeah. ultimately it's about you right. and making sure you're cared for and that you leave a better person. And there's no judgment ever from you. That's, I mean, that's one of your strengths. There's no like, oh, 
wow, you know, you just, there's none of that. Like you just don't have that chip on your shoulder that I try not to. <laughs> I think a lot of us struggle sometimes with that prejudgment of people or whatever. And you just don't, you just, Oh yeah, we can help you. You know, it's, I don't know. It's a good trait to have. So I try, I may not be perfect. I'm almost call me Mary yeah. Poppins, but just joking. <laughs> so what was your career before you were thinking about getting a master's? Um, well, that's kind of funny. I actually did direct sales. Okay. Um, for a few years, but I, my focus with my undergraduate degree was actually in zoology. I was a pre-vet focus. Okay. So I have a medical, more of a medical background. Okay. So personal income wise, have you made more before when you were working <laughs> for someone else or have you made more after? Well, it's hard to say because it's been a while since I've worked for someone, right? Because right? I did the direct sales and it, it's hard for me to go back that far to right. think it through, but I can say, I guess I have made more because I've been able to set my schedule, yeah. but then also I've increased my knowledge, which then increases my pay grade, if you will. Yeah. Um, on that, I went back to school, you know, to become an electrologist, which then gave me one more right. tool in my toolbox. And sometimes so. as an entrepreneur, it's weird. You don't make <laughs> like smooth money. Like it doesn't just, no. my wife, when we first started, she was like, do you remember when we got a paycheck every two weeks and I could just go grocery shopping? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, those were good days, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, cool. And then let's talk about some of the emotional journey as an entrepreneur. What's the hardest, like, hardest thing you've dealt with <clears throat> it can be a repeated thing it could be a one-time thing like what's something that you it just punched you in the face and it was super hard and then what did you do how did you deal with it I'm going to say employees yeah learning how to manage and take care of employees and learn about boundaries and it was hard and learning about people because I really do like people and I want to give them a chance but I realize some people don't want to take a chance yeah. and the best um guidance I ever received which has taken a little bit to take hold <laughs> sorry <laughs> is um hire slowly fire quickly and yeah. that's a hard one because I want to give people chances but right. and you do to a point right but you yeah. they have you can lead someone to water right lead right. the horse to water but you can't force them to drink right and so that was when I had to learn skill sets on the hiring and how to find the talent, to find the right fit. Um, we at the clinic were a good fit, and it's a matter of finding, you know, the people that fit in. Because when you work with women, it is different. It is different. Right. Um, it's a different ball game, And when you add in a, in a man, it's a different ball game there. Right. So it's a matter of finding the right balance and having the right staff yeah so it, it's I had to learn a lot I read a lot and I leaned on other people that um may have gone before me yeah um but I've also picked up things unfortunately just from trial and error yeah. <laughs> I feel like most of my life has been trial and yeah. error <laughs> and a lot of error so well, I think the fact you're willing to go through it is it says something because that's really what it takes and you know, the more I talk to entrepreneurs, the more I realize I'm like, wait, we're all struggling through this thing. Yeah. You know, I just feel like I was the idiot. You know, everybody else had it figured <laughs> out. So um, I heard yesterday two things. One said, 
it's much better to hire for culture and train them to mm-hmm. do what you need to do than to hire for skill. And then the other thing was that successful organizations have successful systems. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure that's been part of what you've developed because you have a very good setup. You know, that's a system in and of itself. Mm-hmm. You have a very good, you know, client uh acquisition approach, you know, and, and something that you guys have continued to work on. So anyway. Yeah, it's true. That was one thing that I have, it's in a constant working on systems within a business. It is a constant change mm-hmm. and a constant just adjust, adjustments, adaptions. Right. Um, and that is something that I had to learn, right? I was growing fast at the very, well, probably to other people, I've been always growing fast, yeah. but I felt like I've had to hold it back because the systems were not in place. And I would start to grow a little bit and then go, okay, this is failing. So let's go back and see yeah. what we need to change. And it's every time we grow a little bit, we have to adjust because something's just not quite working. And yeah. so we try to do the best we can, but it's always, okay, let's learn from this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on that. Yeah, that's part of the battle, I think. It is. It really is. Okay, so what's the best, most rewarding side of things? Like, what do you feel like, oh, man, that's, I'm so glad I do this because of this? Oh, you know, it's funny because it's the hardest thing, but it's also one of the best things. <clears throat> There's two. It's hard for me to choose between the two, but my first gut was seeing our clients. See, I could get teared up because I see them come in struggling, and then I see them leave just feeling full of life again and feeling positive and knowing that, okay, there's good in this world. There's some clients, um, especially our transgender clients that come in and they're beat up. They're beat up. And they're beautiful people just like you and I. Mm -hmm. Everybody's the same. We're beautiful people. But they have been told no. They've been told ridiculed. And they come in and... uh, and I don't mean to get really heavy, but when it comes to the hair removal, they've shared with me, with me on a couple of occasions that we were their last hope, that they're like, you know what, the only thing I can do is remove the hair I hate. Mm-hmm. So they come to see us, and they said, you know what, I have been told by no by other electrologists or other clinics, mm-hmm. and, and I was going to kill myself if I didn't get one more yes. And I hold that, and all my staff at the clinic hold that, with such care that we just take it with us. And really, everyone who comes through those doors that are needing treatments, obviously they're feeling something. There's something that is not right that they want to improve. We all have that in our lives where we we try to hide from others. And when I have people, when my employees come in and I'm training, I'm like, just think about what is it that you try to hide? They can't hide if it's on the outside. Right. And so just go to them to bring that empathy in. Hmm. So to put yeah. yourself in their shoes. But, yeah. So you have the clientele part, but yeah. then also the employees seeing my gals succeed. It's like being a mom in a way going, <laughs> oh, they won the game. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I really, really love it. Every time we have our meetings, our clinic meetings, I it fills my bucket. Yeah. Because they are fun, fantastic, and it really is a brainstorming because we come collectively yeah. together to think of how to improve, how to fix. Because um, I value everyone's opinion because they're going to see things different than I am. I don't have all the answers. Right. 
And that's why they're there, because they have value to add. So talk about that a little bit. Uh, what's your schedule for your meeting? What do you cover? Like, what does that look like? So once a month, we have a meeting, and um, it's our Monday night, so sorry, people, when you try to get in Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> but we all come together, and we kind of go through the different things that have popped up. Um, <clears throat> It's January, so we've already started the planning process for the goals of 2023, and, and we're building upon that. And so we'll hit the quarterly goals and make sure as we go through the year, okay, is it still meeting what we need um, to improve? But then also I have my front office meeting, and we do that once a month just opposite that mm-hmm. on a different week because um, they, they are the base. Mm-hmm. They hold that fort down. And so... Um, we just need to make sure everything's running smoothly. And sometimes it doesn't because things just don't go perfect sure. every day. And we do training and we work on things that maybe have slipped through the cracks. And growth so. breaks things. No, oh, it completely does. Yeah. And this last year, um, we've added uh, like six new services. Yeah. And it, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But at the same time, it is hard because when I like to do a rollout, I want to do it correctly. And I write all the content for the website to make sure it's correct. And I love education. I love helping people learn. And so it's it's a lot of weight. It's a lot of work. But have you started identifying leaders and bringing people up in the organization? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Um, It's one of one of the other fun things where I can just step back and see, and then they take on. So, like in our front office, we have Tara, which anyone who's coming to the clinic knows Tara. Yeah. <laughs> she is, she's our rock. She's our heart. Yeah. Um, and she holds everyone together. And then we have Brittany. She is taking on more of that HR and she's actually going to school for that. Oh, nice. And she has that gift. She has that gift that, oh, which is hard for me <laughs> <laughs> because I feel everything and I love everybody. Yeah. And so, but she helps give me that, that strength there. And, um, so yeah, she's, Oh, she is, she's fabulous. And she's going to be our outreach, our business to business, nice. um, helping with the marketing. She has cool. that eye. And then I have um, Kyla. I have Rochelle. She's our master esthetician. And Kyla is a master esthetician and um, electrologist. And Kyla has been with me for years. And she really has the ability to move up and run and be the clinic manager, if you will, the mm-hmm. clinical director. She has that as I grow and get into a new space and have the room. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can release a little bit more. But she's she's right there. And then cool. Rochelle, she's, she's our lead yeah. um, esthetician. Cool. So, so um, talk about, let's talk about marketing a little bit. Because okay. obviously you had to figure out marketing. Um, <laughs> yes. I've seen your... Obviously, you market in our magazines, but I've seen your ads elsewhere on, on Google and, uh, you know, different things. So I'm just curious, like, what's your thought process with marketing? What do you like? What's, like, worked well for you? What are you happy with? What do you struggle with? You know, what are some things that you're like, why is this doing this or why mm-hmm. isn't it working? So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when I first started, when it was just electrolysis, I was my market. Yeah. I was my demographic. So that one was very, very easy for me to go, okay, I know what's needed. Now, mind you, I'm an educational person, so I love to learn and I love to teach. And not everyone even knows what electrolysis is. So right. 
I used my website as a platform to help educate. And I would just think about my demographic, and which would be around me, right. and, and put that out. But as I've grown, um, it's still me as a demographic. I was a farm girl growing up. <laughs> so for me, med spa, I didn't even know what that was. Facials, why? Right. I thought only fancy rich people do that. <laughs> I didn't realize it's just health for yeah. your skin. Yeah. And, and so it's one of those that I've learned and developed, and I've used the skill set from my other staff to learn and grow and tons of reading and talking with others. And I've gone to conferences to learn, right? I, I've always reached for whatever training I could get. Yeah. So the struggle for me um, is always going to be social media. It is mine, and that's the huge piece right now. Yeah. But I am a private person, and it's hard for me to put myself out there. Like, this is killing me right now. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a doer. Yeah. I love to work, and I work hard, and then I like to hide. Right. And so for me to be put on display is a hard thing. Yeah. Um, and my OCD gets in a little bit, so I'm always like, okay, did I word that correctly? Did I? Right. But one thing is branding. Then I know every time I do anything, I have to make sure it lines with my branding. Even though there's some great ideas that are out there, it doesn't fit with my branding. Right. And that's one thing that I, I've always learned or always seen that you have to stick with your branding. You can't just jump around to the different bandwagons that go on. Sure. And so it's important to stick with your branding, whatever that is, whether it's fun Right. flirty or is it educational is it whatever it is yeah but making sure you're consistent and getting like right now it's all about oh, content and reels and all sure. that stuff and it and it's hard right it's hard it's because i'm balancing so many I, we know this right as the owners we balance everything right. <laughs> okay we fall on everything <laughs> the plates yeah. are just flying <laughs> balls in the air and plates spinning and yeah i know and you're juggling with your feet and, you know. <laughs> Exactly. And so it's one of those um, that you just have to work out. But that's been the hardest one for me. So um, there's a couple things happening right now in the industry, but something to remember is sometimes, and especially with, you know, how you self-proclaimed OCD, you know, there are studies right now where they're taking professionally shot, perfect lighting, perfect videos, and you know, running them against a video where someone walks through their mm-hmm. business with an iPhone or a, a Samsung and says, you know, what do you do? And they interview their staff mm-hmm. or they have a, a yeah. customer be like, yeah, this is, I'm here for this service. And like those really raw, real things mm-hmm. that don't necessarily have to include you are performing better than these professionally shot videos. Yep, that's what I saw. So today, I think sometimes you get so worked up about making it look professional, instead just make it real. Not real, R-E-E-L, but R-E-A-L. <laughs> it doesn't really matter the platform you put it on, because yes. you know you can say, oh, well, I, TikTok's raging, I need to be on TikTok. Not necessarily, you just need to pick one that you like. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people on all of them. And so Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, it does not matter, pick one. And start putting out content. Very simple. And it doesn't have to be you. If you want to hide, you can be the camera person, you know. But yeah. just conversations, real conversations about what you do and the problems you solve. And that's true across all of your marketing. 
efforts. There's tricks and techniques and so many things you can get caught up in that you can spend all your time and money on marketing. And so sometimes you just have to stop and say, okay, what's content we could create that's interesting? And I use the example of uh, Roofmax all the time, the business I bought with my son. It, mm-hmm. We had the, they have a professionally shot video with testimonials and all these like scientific facts and figures. And we go to these home shows and we'll, we were playing that at first and nobody watched it. So then <coughs> I had this animated one. And so it was kind of cool and it showed what happened to the shingles. And so we played this animated video. And the only ones that watched that were like seven to 10 year olds. They'd stop and watch because it was animated. And we're like, yeah. well, that's not going to help us, you know? And then I am, I call myself the drunk drone driver. We have this drone and I'd go film my son. And when I wasn't off in the trees, because I don't know how to drive the dumb thing, I could get some shots. So we'd splice out all the different shots of him spraying this solution on the roof. And it's a white solution. And in the winter, it's whiter because it's, you know, it's cooler outside. So it just coats this whiter it doesn't soak in quite as fast because it's colder right so Mm -hmm. we put that no music just him spraying on a bunch of different roofs all of a sudden people started watching yep and you pull them in and then you could talk to them and have a conversation it was just it's just the most odd things so you just have to try things and and not worry so much about it being perfect as much as and and the other thing to remember is nobody's watching you so closely that they know everything that you've said already and they're like, why are you repeating this again? You know, that's true. They're not, they're not watching it closely and they have so much competing noise coming in trying to grab their attention. So if you're going to do something, you could do the same thing multiple times. It's not going to affect it. In fact, it'll reach more people. So, you know, having that in mind as well, like this, you know, this was a fun video we did and it seemed to respond well and, mm-hmm. I've had interesting things coming out of doing videos that I was, I've been surprised just by creating content, just by talking about the things I talk about all the time. I'm like, I'm boring. Why would anybody care? (laughs) But I think that's just a, something to keep in mind. Don't stress about getting it right. Just do something, you know, put it in your schedule and do something, create content. And it could be testimonials. It could be just employees. What do you do? Uh What do you like about your job? Things like that, you know, and then, People are going to get the point of what you do when you do that. So, you know, that's a funny thing. We started that last fall with, um, and we we have to get through the whole staff, but it's our mini mic. Yeah. Uh, no, what did we call that? See, my brain can't even go there. <laughs> I have Brittany working on that. And she came up with the idea, which is so much fun, but she interviews different yeah. employees, just random questions. Right. And it was amazing to see that soar and that you're completely right. Yeah. Where I'm like, well, we haven't hit those kind of numbers in a while. <laughs> yeah. And so it's been fun to see they do love that that real. Yeah. That candid. The quick. Exactly. Yeah. Which is not my strong point. And that's why I lean to my to my staff on that. And it's so right. funny because that's what in December as we're prepping for twenty twenty three, they brought that up. And I'm like, Okay, you guys need to help me there, right? Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. I can do it a little bit. But that is such a hard part for me. Yeah. And so, and of course, I have gals that they rock in that area. Right. And I'm like, it. take it, Do run it. with it, <laughs> Do what you want. Awesome. <laughs> and so, but I love that and thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I keep hearing people are stressed about video and I'm like, yeah. start doing it and it, it'll work out. So, but okay. Last thing. Yes. Think about, uh, you know, new and new and going into your own business, young Anna, young business person, 
facing that uphill battle, like what advice would you give to someone who's at the beginning of the journey as opposed to where you are now, you know, however many years, how is that? Is it 12? You said 2011? 14. Oh, 14. was when I purchased the business. Okay. So 14 to 22, six, no. Nine. Nine years. Yeah. Yeah. So nine years ago, what advice do you give, you know, the young entrepreneur, (sighs) the young person starting out? To hang in there. <laughs> it really is to hang in there. I always say it's it's not an uphill battle. You're rock climbing with tips of your fingers. But to surround yourself like you, with people like you. Find the good people that are around you, that are knowledgeable, and, and just connect with them, network with them. You're not alone because everyone's struggling just the same. And... and it's like what your son said about the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right? It's you're like, I don't, uh, what am I doing? Right? <laughs> yeah. But you do belong. It's so real. Right? You do belong. Yeah. You have something to add, but you just have to hang in there. Right. And there's going to be days you and I would talk each other at 10 or 11 <laughs> at night going, this was horrible. <laughs> yeah. But you need that person yeah. to get through. But to Yeah. And I think it's worth noting that that friendship came about, you called me, you know, and, and yeah. we didn't know each other. My business was brand new. You saw the magazine, you liked it and thought, I want to be part of that. But mm-hmm. you have to be an outward reaching person. You have to go find people. Yes. That relationship would not have happened had that, you know, had you not made that phone call or done that. And I, I talk to new entrepreneurs all the time and they're closed in their box trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to make money. And I'm like, even if you don't, make money from someone or you don't go to them as a client or, or whatever, like go find people who are other business people who have the same interests. They have the same desires to grow their business. Uh-huh. And then you're not in a box anymore. All of a sudden you got a couple people you can call. Hey, what do you think about this? Exactly. You know, and even if they're in a different field completely systems basically are the same. Yeah. They really are the same. It just called something different. Right. And that's something that I had to learn. And it was a company, it was a plumbing company that gave me the ideas on the systems, how to improve yeah. them. And I'm like, plumbing and, and cosmetics, totally two, to, two totally different Very businesses. Different. But yeah. <laughs> it was still the same systems. Yeah. That's and awesome. it helped. It helped. And so, so what was the systems that you learned from the plumbing company? Um, hiring. That was one huge one. Um, and then... I'm trying to think. That was the big one that just popped in my mind. And the second one was training. Hmm. Those were the two, the main ones that I, of course, I've gained so many different tidbits from sure. so many people. Right. But like you, you, it was the meetings. You helped me on the meetings Yeah. to have that for the office. A monthly yep, exactly. staff meeting. And exactly. To get every, everybody on the same page. Because I was growing and I was growing fast. Yeah. And I was trying to hold all the little pieces together and... And then you're like, uh, hello. <laughs> so Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's awesome. Those are powerful, powerful pieces of advice and ideas for people to... And, and the thing that I... You, you don't stop either. You don't think, okay, that's the solution. I'm done here. Mm-hmm. You, like you said, that education is consistent. So I, I like that as well because you just don't... You're not done because you learned something. And yeah. And it, you can. It changes so fast. Exactly. And it literally is, you have to remember that you can only learn so much at a time. Right. You can only absorb so much at a time. Right. 
And so you were just constantly building and making that fancier house. Right. <laughs> and so right. just keep on building. Don't give up and hang on with the tips of your fingers. It's interesting. I was at a training last night, a level two entrepreneurship training that um, I just signed up for. And um, the trainer, he's a world-renowned trainer. He's done you know lots of training. And he said, you know, we used to make five-year plans. He's like, you're insane if you make five-year plans now. <laughs> he's like, things change so fast, you mm-hmm. cannot plan out five years in advance. And so I was like, it's interesting because I haven't had a five-year plan in a while. And I'm <laughs> now glad that I, because I used to do that, you know, but okay. it's just, there's too much change that happens all the time. You have to be nimble and be able to move. So I think it's great to have goals. Yeah. Just for sure. Yeah. Goals to help you. And it's so funny. People are like, you just never stop. I'm like, well, it's just because I have the different goals. Right. It's always been on there. You just didn't know about it. <laughs> so yeah. just goals so that you can just adjust. And yeah. it's amazing. You're right. Things just change constantly. Right. And new things come out. Yeah. And so and new things pop up and change yeah. and exactly old things stop, you know, or whatever. So it's, it's a wild world. So, well, cool. Yes. Well, thank you so much thank for you. being on my podcast. <laughs> I did. I Lucky only had to you. twist your arm a little bit. I know, it just a just... little. Where's my chocolate? It's <laughs> <laughs> on its way. Big old box. <laughs> so. Thank you so much. And yeah. I, I've really enjoyed um, our friendship, and I appreciate ev- all the wisdom you've shared with me through these years. And just that shoulder, you and Melissa have been awesome, yeah. and I appreciate that. And I love seeing what you do and the work you provide because it is high quality. Thanks. It really, really is. I noticed it. And recognized at the very, very beginning. Well, so. we appreciate it. And we love the friendship as well. And <laughs> we like going to dinner. We need to do that I, again. I, we we kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, what did we do last time? We went to ice cream. That place was good. Uh, that really was good, wasn't it? What was it called? I don't even remember. What was your favorite one? It's uh, in Bountiful, I think. Oh, yes. Handles. Handles. I'm from Ohio. Go Bucks. But <laughs> Handles is from Ohio. And I just love it because it's, it's like real really pieces good. of a pie. Yeah. That's and the ice cream, like chunks of it. Yeah. Oh, I know. It so was super good. good. <laughs> yes. Very decadent, but very much so. Cool. Well, thanks. Okay. Thank you. Learn more at ryanspeltz.com. <laughs>